What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Pairs on a Pod. It's uh, our fourth week. We're celebrating joining Apple Podcasts this week as well, so make sure you go check all of that out. Um, but this week, before I introduce our special guest, I might as well introduce my right-hand man, Jack Hudson. Hello, welcome aboard, mate. Hello, mate. Um, good to see you again after we enjoyed a beer. And um, I think a few people would be very disappointed that we're not wearing Mickey Mouse ears this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're very disappointed, and to be honest, I think we are as well. Mm, I should, I mean, I should we were very much, some. yeah, we were very much looking forward to that. But I think we've got something a little bit more to look forward to because today we've got a very special guest, a Magpie legend. He played 127 games, five BNFs in his time of 2005 to 2012. The 2005 McGarry medalist. He also ventured over to North Melbourne and played eight games in the 2003-2004 period. I'm talking about another life member of the Port Adelaide Football Club, Jeremy Clayton. Jezza, welcome to the pop. Thanks for having me, boys. It's a pleasure. Good to have you on, mate. We're looking forward to this one. Plenty of chats uh, and stories I'm sure we're going to hear from you throughout. But uh, first of all, we'll get straight into you. How you been? What's been happening uh, in the life after the footy uh, in the last 10 years? You've um, you keeping yourself busy? Yeah, mate. I've sort of been around the traps. Um, I only played for a couple of years after I finished. Um, at the Magpies, I went out to Madam for a couple of years, and I actually won my first senior premiership out there. So, hey, that, was, that. that was very exciting. It's uh, it was a long time coming. So, um, I really enjoyed my time out there, and then um, back to Port Districts, um, where I coached the A grade for three years. I did try and play a few games, which I probably shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> my temperament playing doesn't, um, yeah doesn't bear well for a coach as well. So um, trying to combine the two was challenging. Um, so I just found that um, that I tried to stick to coaching. But then I, I actually got a shift work job out at the at Flinders Ports, out at the container terminal, which sort of took away that, um, that coaching side of things. It was just too difficult. So now I just coach the under 13 kids. I've done that since under eights. So... I coach my eldest lad, who's now just turned 13. So, um, still involved in the game. Actually, went Thursday night, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I still love going to the footy. Um, always get down to Port Districts on a Saturday if, if power aren't playing. And um, I'm still involved down there. So, bit going on. Uh, three kids, happily married and um, actually have my mum and sister and her three kids here at the moment. So, Bloody hell. It's been a bit, oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's been a bit hard to see in the last few years, so we're trying to make the most of it, which is, um, yeah, which is nice now. No, that's good, mate. And you said that you had a bit of a, you have a bit of a temperament. And how did you win a McGarry with that? <laughs> uh, they, they haven't worked me out at that stage. Um, I think it took them 12, 12 months to work me out. To be honest, I probably had a better year the the second year I was over here, um, but the damage was done, unfortunately. So. <laughs> But that's all right. We got one. Um, yes, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take that one and, and be happy. So with that year, like, what do you remember about it? Because obviously your first year across, um, what was it like? And yeah, obviously Port Adelaide being as big as it is. Mate, I fell in love with the place as soon as I got here, to be honest. Um, I'd always set me, um, set me mind to coming over here at some point. I'd had plenty of offers from, from most Sanford clubs. 
Um, it was probably my manager that pushed me towards Port Adelaide. I was pretty close a couple of years prior. I had signed at the Eagles, um, mm-hmm. but ended up getting rookie listed. So a few things changed in those couple of years and Matt Richardson and, and Bobby Clayton and Jack Carr come over and put on a amazing presentation with the history of the club and um, yeah, I just fell in love with the place. It's, um, I've always looked for a footy home. I have never left a club purely on leaving a club to go to another club. It's always been through circumstance. So I've always been a pretty loyal person. And um, looking through the history, um, you can see how loyal a lot of those players were back in the day. So I fell in love with the place and the people and without doubt the, the history and, and the success. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I always remember my mum saying that um, I'm not a person that goes somewhere for 12 months. I'll... Um, I'll be here for 10 years and it's, I think next year or a year after it'll be 20 years. So Bloody hell. For the first year, I mean, coming from the VFL, it was, um, yeah, look, VFL was, was reasonably well supported when I first started, but then the, the AFL started getting involved and it, it definitely dropped off. Um, in terms of the competition um, and as well as the support throughout the competition. So um, love my time at North Ballarat. Um, they are a very similar club with a really rich history. Um, sort of the same. We they started out as a at a country club and and progressed to the VFL level. So some big similarities in terms of the clubs. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as I got here, I uh, naturally I've I've stayed for nearly twenty <laughs> years. So it's obviously worked out all right for me. Yeah, I remember you saying that in your uh, life member speech just last year that your mum. Was the one that said, "Nah, you're you're staying there for the rest of your life. Now you're not going to go over there and, <laughs> and, and come back." Which was which was which was great to hear. Talk about your first year at Port Adelaide, though. Who was your coach? Was Jack Kale? Was that correct? It was Jack. Yeah, yeah. I still, to be honest, remember the first speech of the first round against South Adelaide. And tell you what, I could nearly recite it word for word. I was just ready to jump out of my skin and and. Um, and get out there and it was all about making your family proud and people that couldn't get there and um you know their support from from outside is you know you need to take that out in the ground with you and um you just want to run through brick walls for it and the proof is in the pudding let's be honest um and we didn't have an amazing team that year we had a really solid squad but um but to get to third spot with the team we had, I think we probably exceeded the expectations for not only us, but also him probably. So, um, yeah, the, the year we started really well. I think we were 7-0 and or something around that mark. Um, and then a few injuries and, and what goes with football, I suppose. We dropped off and dropped three or four and then sort of up and down for the rest of the year. But um, unfortunately, I got to the prelim and... Um, ruptured my spleen, but so I wasn't up. No, it was the first semi. I reckon I wasn't able to play the second semi. So, um, a really, really enjoyable year. And, um, look, I reckon if we had had a little bit of luck, we'd obviously knocked the Eagles off, um, in the first semi and then got rolled by Centrals. But you know, they were a juggernaut at that stage and, mm. um, really difficult team to, to defeat and really well coached. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really enjoyable first year. And then the second year probably started just as well, to be honest. I think we were 7-0 with Timmy and then dropped the next seven as well. So, 
Um, yeah, it's unfortunately I didn't have the the on field success that I would have liked in mm. terms of premierships, but I, I loved every minute. And going from Jack to Timmy would be quite a difference in sort of personalities. Um, so how did you sort of deal with that? Well, it's really hard to read Timmy because he's always got a smile on his face, whether he's going <laughs> or he's, he's happy. So he always used to say um, about, you know, putting a smile on your face and, and laugh through everything. And um, and he does it better than anyone else I know. Um, you never know whether he's angry, but I'll tell you what, he um, he can let so, uh, some expletives go when he really wants to. Um, oh, really? All through gritted teeth and a smile, but you know when you when you're in his firing line. Um, but it, he obviously played under Jack for so many years, and um, the game was changing a little bit by that stage in terms of game plans and structures, and um, and I think we sort of not fell behind, but I think we relied too much on on Jack's philosophy was always make the worst player the best player, and I think we went down that line and. And we sort of pushed that barrel a little too far and, and the structure sort of went out the window. So once we tightened a few of them up, we were become a bit more competitive. Uh, did, did you enjoy like, the aspect of Timmy coaching would have obviously been, um, I reckon, quite fun. And, and he's, he shot us a message earlier in the week because he knew you were coming on. And he said, <laughs> he wanted to simply ask you, did you enjoy his movie nights? <laughs> I enjoyed absolutely everything about Timmy. He's uh, he's one of the greatest humans you will ever meet. He's um, his movie nights included, um, and we had some dinners around there. And he tried to pull me in the line many a times. Um, the on-field stuff sort of boiled over a few times in terms of me being a dickhead. Um, so his way of, of dealing with that was putting his arms around me and and trying to make things okay. Um, so. Honestly, as you two know, there's no better bloke in, in the world than Timmy and he would do absolutely anything for anybody. Um, if you ask him to do a, a function for you and no longer on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, you would absolutely do it. So um, I, I haven't got enough good words to say about Timmy. Yeah, he's, he's a ripping fella. He's a ripping fella and honestly, we loved having him on. And another thing he did get us to ask was... Who your craziest teammate was on and off the field? Oh, God. <laughs> well, probably off field, James Micklejohn, I reckon. Oh, yes. Jimmy, Jimmy played the game really tough on and off the field. Um, on field, I've always said, and I only got to play with him briefly, but Elfie Steve was as tough as player as I've ever played with. I played with Glenn Archer as well, but Elfie, <laughs> Elfie was silly tough. He just put his head where no head should go. Um, so on field, Alfie definitely was was right up there. Tommy Carr, um, mm. Jimmy played as well off the field as I've I've been associated with. And don't worry, I was right in his back pocket most of the time. <laughs> so we had some great times. Um, and I that was one of the things that I remember speaking to Jack, and he said, "You know what? We'll train every Sunday morning. I don't care whether you come straight from the nightclub in your in your going out kit." As long as you get there, that's all I want. And um, and he stuck to that. And and so did we, unfortunately, a lot of the time. But you know what? It was all about getting there. And that was that was the, the clear message. And you know what we always did? There was because we were always a really tight group, 
if there was one that wasn't there, we made sure we got him before we went to training. So um, in that aspect, we did play hard off the field, but you know what? We got there and we manned up the next day. And obviously Port is, <laughs> you either love them or you hate them. How did you sort yeah. of go with the supporters, especially with the uh, opposition clubs? Have any yeah. interesting moments? Yeah, definitely had a few. I remember a trial match out at Central's and there was a cup of piss tipped on Ross Funk, I reckon. And in my first year, walking down the race, um, I loved it. I, I loved the banner. <laughs> you couldn't say, I've got a pretty thick skin, so there's not much you could say to me that it really upset me. Um, I think the fans were great. Like That was one of the reasons I wanted to come to the SANFL was the support that the club's got. Um, from afar, it was um, as a state league competition. It's over and above anywhere else in Australia. That's for sure in terms of the support. And everyone still has their sample side now. Mm. Me, not so much. Oh, well, other than the Magpies is is pretty much the power these days. I still support them, obviously, but it's not. I don't have that connection in terms of um, players I play with anymore or. Um, it's nice to see some kids coming through of some past players, and, and I definitely follow that. But um, the Sandfield's not what it was, unfortunately, for me. Um, I'll always support them, but I would have uh, I would have done anything to get to a Sandfield game in the years that I was playing, and unfortunately, I don't think it's that way anymore. Yeah. Have you found that as well? Uh, are, you still, are you still part of the past players committee? Yeah, I am. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really keen to... And and that's probably across the board in terms of my demographic and, and probably the one just before me that we none of us played in premierships, unfortunately. So it's all about engaging that demographic and trying to get back involved with the club. I know people have a lot of people have gone outside the state and it's it's hard to, to keep them involved. But it's also because Port Adelaide in that era weren't associated with the players association it's it's trying to work through um medical benefits and and psychology appointments and all this type of stuff that that past players aren't associated with so um we're trying to work through a little bit of stuff at the moment and and work out which we which way we go in terms of do we want it to be um a proper a profitable thing that we can make money and and give those resources or do we run just run it as we want to catch up and have a beer. So, um, yeah, it's something new to me. I'm not. I'm not one that's <laughs> a board member of anything. That's for sure. But it's nice <laughs> to um to get around the old place and and throw some ideas around, which is good. Who's probably your favourite to probably catch up with from the past? From the past, mm. mate. I love going to the power games. We've got our um, our past player spot that we sit um, like. I went Thursday night and um, who was there? Um, like Michael O'Brien and, and Steve Williams and um, who else was there? There wasn't many. Uh, <laughs> Alan Gill. There was, um, yeah, there was there was half a dozen. And you know yeah. what? I love I love catching up with those blokes because they they see the game differently to to our generation. They watch it. Um, and and see different things. So it's always nice to bounce ideas off um off off them blokes. But look, any past player show we have with um we get the same mix of people. So we're trying to make make it past Port Adelaide players feel just as comfortable as as um 
past power plays. And at the moment, there's a bit of a divide in that. So okay. um, I love catching up with everyone, mate. Um, anytime I can get out of the house and have a beer, we've um, we've been <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy. So um, it's good now. My kids are at the age now they want to go to the footy all the time. So it, it makes me want to go, you know. So um, I love going to the footy and, and just running into random people too. It's um, it's always nice to, to get that recognition. Have you found, um, as well, like with Alberton and then at, at Amy Stadium too, that, that transition, but to go from Amy Stadium to Adelaide Oval and watching the footy, what's your experience been like with uh, with Port Adelaide? Oh, mate, yeah, it's, it's incredible, the atmosphere at that place. Um, oh, as far as I'm all, I'm concerned, there's no AFL club that does it better in terms of pre-game than, than we do. Every club is trying to replicate what Port Adelaide's got now, and I just hope that... The results in the first four games really don't hurt that because we know in the past it has been an issue. I just hope that that people see the bigger picture and understand that, yes, we are a results-driven industry, but at the same time, our fans are better than anyone else's. Um, Mm. And if we stick together and and keep going to the footy, um, things turn around really quickly. So, yeah, that's... um, I didn't have a lot to do with the power at Footy Park. I played at Footy Park a few times in the sample. Um, but from by all reports, um, the stuff at Footy Park, the, the the can man and all that kind of stuff, everyone still remembers really fondly. So I mean, man. to get it back into the city is unbelievable. And what they're doing with the city and 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 um, attractions at the moment is is you know probably. 10 years behind where it should be. So it's really nice to see the, the city um, really improving. Absolutely. We just, and, we just need and the float back. It's so accessible. Get off the train, walk over the footbridge and you're at the footy, you know. So that, that, that is really good unless you're from the north like me and we've got no train line till Yeah. That's... For 40 years. <laughs> yeah, you, that's another thing. Yeah, so infrastructure, mate. You'd think over this journey that, um, that something would have been done out there. Mm, thanks, state government. Ant and I have been running a sort of a small campaign lately. We've got to bring back the big power fist float. And you remember? Oh yes. Are are you behind it? Are you well on board? I'd love to see the power. Yes. (laughs) What was the mascot? What was he? The Thunder Power. Yeah. Does he still get there? Yeah, he's still. I'm never there there. early enough. I get there and um and uh, usually get there as the balls bounce more often than not. So. I don't get to see the mascot. He's got a friendlier head now, which is kind of a bit freakish, <laughs> and he's had it for about ten years. I want to. I remember the old angry Thunder Power head. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder if that's still around. Well, well it's probably, probably the same place that Iron Fist is. Yes. <laughs> it might Maybe be in, in storage at Ethelton or something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's in Richo's backyard. Well, po- quite possibly. Look, I'm sure he'd be open to having it back. Anything that uh, generates a bit of income for a footy club, I'm sure Richo's all over. <laughs> Might just oh, put an offer in to buy the aggressive Thunderhead from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a pretty aggressive head anyway when the uh, results aren't going our way, Hutto. So it should Look, be right. Yeah, very true. Uh, you're not very alone, Hutto. You're not alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. i tell you what, I think uh, the apple doesn't fall far from my tree either because we had some, two really disappointed boys on Thursday that wanted to leave really early. So. Oh, I hope you didn't let them. Yeah. No, well, we stuck it out with three-quarter time. 
I disappointing, I disappointing, but I don't think I was alone on Thursday. No, but you I missed all the goals, Jez. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, which is uh, yeah, nah, but hope this week's new week, mm, yeah, absolutely. And I want to go back to sort of your time at North Melbourne as well. You joined the club sort of in a what was probably a tumultuous period for the club with yeah. everything that's gone on. So, what was it like coming into that atmosphere, mate? When I got there. Uh, I remember running out of the race for my first training session and there would have been 400 cameras going off. Steve, I had just been appointed captain and I got there late because I was rookie draft. So I got there a couple of weeks before Christmas after it all sort of blown over a little bit. Um, but after Steve, I got appointed captain, it was absolute craziness internally. Mm. To be honest, it was never spoken about. Um, wow. You know, it was, uh, I'm sure, you know, Steve Owen Arch and, and Colby and Sab and all these blokes had conversations around it. But for me as a new bloke, obviously, I was a North Melbourne supporter back then too. So mm. I was all over everything that happened. Um, but it wasn't something you, you went up and asked about either. You know, yeah. it was, um, to be honest, how we put together the results that we put together with the, the under-resourced football department working out of transportables. We had a gym under the grandstand that was barely standing up. Um, and for Dean Laidley to, to keep it all under wraps. And I think we finished ninth. So um, it was an incredible effort. Um, and we didn't have a superstar team, but at the old shin bone of spirit. Um, yeah, it's just, it was incredible to be part of really. Um, even though I wasn't getting a game, it was um, it was a really really good spot to be because we everything inside those walls was all done together and and um, as a group and all the time we spent away from the place was together as well. So um, yeah, look, it was an eye opener as well. Being first AFL club, I reckon North Ballarat had better facilities than, than North Melbourne Jeez. though. So oh, without doubt, um, it's fantastic there now. Not that I've been back there since they've done. Um, the grandstand and stuff, but what I've seen, it's um, yeah, it's really impressive. When you got let go by North, did you have any other AFL clubs come knocking that year, or was it not uh, just Richmond the year yeah, after? Yeah, just a, a few little. I mean, it was all done through my manager. So yeah. look, if it wasn't serious, he probably didn't tell me about it. To be honest, he was really keen for me to get over here and have a year over here, and then see what happened. Um, as it turned out, it, um, I I could have gone back to Richmond. That was a done deal. Um, I met Greg Miller, who was the CEO at the time at the airport. He flew in and I signed a, a contract to say that they would draft me. Um, but I'd just come back from my ruptured spleen. I, I was telling them I was doing more training than I actually was. <laughs> and David King was the one who who done all the work to, to get me there, who was a teammate at North Melbourne. And to be honest, I didn't want to shit on him and get over there and because it was a bit of an unknown how, how the spleen was going to go. It was all a bit of trial and error. So I didn't want to get over there and, and turn up in bad shape and shit on him. And and to be honest, it, I'd met some fantastic people here and had great times. And I just figured that if I went back there and, and got cut after 12 months, then I'd be in limbo again. Do I come back? Do I stay in Melbourne? Um, what do I do? So, um, yeah, the, the crux of it all... I, um, I ended up staying and I don't regret it one bit. So um, I wouldn't be playing when 
the three premierships are won. So I, <laughs> I haven't missed. I missed their worst their worst year, to be honest. So it's 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 something that sits comfortably with me. Then um, not going back there. Yeah, that would have been a bit of a weird time. <laughs> Just, yeah. Unless you don't look back with any regrets on that. No, I don't. And I think I, if I had have gone there, I probably would have. That's probably the difference. Uh, I probably would have let people down, and I wouldn't have. I, w- I would have forever not forgiven myself for doing so. So, I mean, it was a different era, and you know, but yeah, no, no regrets. Uh, Jazz, we Hutto and I are collectors. We love to collect old Guernseys and merch <laughs> and stuff like that. Have you kept anything in particular over the years that you look back and go, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." I do have my, uh, I remember Margaret um, bought my McGarry medal sprint oh. with um, with the jumper and, and then she donated it back to me. So I've got that framed, which is special. And um, it was, you know, she was a fantastic lady and, and always supported the club really well. Um, I got my North Melbourne first game jumper that's framed, that's also broken and hanging <laughs> by a thread. So I need to get that redone. Um other than that, I've got um, just a lot of jumpers in terms of state games and um, and state footy. I've, I've got a whole array of jumpers, which I'm sure once the kids get to it, the age where which they're not far off, wearing jumpers at the same size, they'll have a, a lot to pick from. Which is um, well, they're, they're not worth anything, but they're they're sentimental to me. So mm. they're actually up in the roof, all all tucked away in a suitcase and. Um, no doubt one day they'll come out and the boys can go through them and see what they like. I, I do like this question, Ant, because we found out from Timmy he's got all these medals in a shopping bag and he doesn't <laughs> know where it is. Matty White's got all this stuff thrown in the corner of his room. Yeah. <laughs> and Jess has got his stuff on the roof. He's in, in a side drawer right next to his bed. And everyone uh-huh. knows where it is. So when we have a party at my house, without doubt, someone's got it on. <laughs> so, I have... I have misplaced it a couple of times. Well, I haven't misplaced it. People have worn it home or – and then I wake up the next day and go, shit, I better find where that is. So it has gone missing a couple of times, but it is back in its in its safe place. I'm, I'm thinking that once the, the memorabilia stuff gets done at the club and all finished, then um, I might give it to them and, and they can put it in there. Nice. So in terms of like it's gone missing, what's probably the strangest place it's ended up? Uh, it ended up on top of the fridge underneath. Like, I've got cupboards above the fridge, and it ended up on top of the fridge at the back of the fridge. So oh couldn't find God. it for ages. Um, but one of um, my mate's uh, partners had put it there and not told anyone um, because pe- she was worried that people were going to damage it or something. So oh. we did find it after a couple of days, but um, she knew where it was all along, just assumed that we did as well. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Like it just, be- just becomes a party sort of toy. <laughs> Carry metal. Oh, just, that's something great just to whip out at every party. That's awesome. Well, I don't even yeah. have a chance to get it out because it's 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 gotten out before I even get that chance. I'm not one to uh, wear it around my neck like a Kevin Murray or something like that, but, um, but everyone gets a lot of enjoyment out of it, So, which is great. It's good. They should just wear it to a game and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Might wear it to the nightclub after. Yeah. Not that, I've, not, not that I've been in a nightclub for quite a few years, I don't reckon. Off to the wool shed. There we go. Yeah. Well, if I'm going anywhere, that's where I'm going. Yeah. 
Have you had a crack at the ball in there? I take it. No, I haven't. No. Oh, what? Last time I went there, it was um, it was just sort of in the midst of COVID, so it was all sit down ah, type yes. scenario. But I'm really keen to get on it and have a crack for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon Hutto will take Jezza out one night, and we just yeah. go pairs on a pairs on a ball. Absolutely. Like, oh, all right, done deal. We are doing if that. If the shoulders don't fall out of their sockets, I'll be, uh, I'll be all right, I reckon. <laughs> and wearing the McGarry medal, that's, that's what we want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just don't lose it in there, for the love of yeah, God. Yeah, well, it's no, not coming back if it gets lost in there, that's for sure. <laughs> no fridges to put that on top of. Yeah, nah. none at all. Uh, I reckon we got a quick fire tr- questions. I think so, yes. Uh, that's a Four perfect lead so, Jezza, we'd like to find out a few things about our guests that are a little bit obscure. And the Inner Sanctum has these introduction questions for our new members, and we want you to be a part of that. So, Perfect. firstly, kick off your favourite TV show. Oh, uh, probably uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. Ooh, that... that's, that's a hot favourite. That's back Is to it? back, isn't it? Yeah, big fan. Love it. I reckon Walshie said that last week, didn't he, Ant? Yeah, that, that's yep. we've doubled up on Yellowstone, so that's good. It's a good I show. I do like the Power Trilogy as well a lot on um, on Stan oh, as well. Yeah, not bad. That's, not bad. that's actually very popular. Uh, karaoke are... song, your favourite karaoke song to go Ooh. to? Port Adelaide Footy song. Hey! Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's well, going to be about on one the of the only songs I know word for word. So let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not singing it. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> get, get the McGarry medal out and sing it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get it, we'll get it while we're on the ball. Yeah, other than that, probably Wonderwall, I reckon. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Not bad, not bad. That was, I think um, Bolshe said that last week too, so that's... Mm. Back in the day when Daniel Lees was playing in a band, we did. I did get up and sing that quite a few times. Nice. Horrifically, mind you, with wrong words and all sorts of things, but... <laughs> Um, that's probably a go-to. Ah, you get that. Oh, that's what that's what karaoke is all about. That's right. Screwing up the lyrics. <laughs> the Jezza Clayton remix. Uh, your favourite <laughs> Simpsons character? Oh, Homer. Oh, hey. Excellent. Yeah. We've well, got one this week. Obsessed. I've got 800 episodes on my Foxtel that's currently <laughs> recorded at the moment. So, boys love the Simpsons. They just need to get a Disney Plus subscription. That's all yeah, well, they've got that too. <laughs> they, tape it, they tape it on Foxtel and they've got them all on Disney Plus. I don't get it. Anyway. Oh, they've doubled up. <laughs> yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, your favourite potato chip flavour? My f- potato chip? Um, I do love a chicken chip, but it depends what, what brand. Oh, yeah, Smith. I'm a, I'm a bit of a a Coles chicken chip, like um, they are more good, so actually. than a Thins or a or a Samboy or whatever it is. But um, yeah, probably chicken. I reckon I'm I'm a big Twisty or Cheezel fan. So I have a confession. I literally just downed a packet of Twisties before we came. Yeah, on. best, <laughs> absolute best. And I'm not oh. fussy on flavour either. I, I like them both equally. That's good. Yes. I like that. Um, let's get into the, uh, the touchier questions. These are very opinionated, but uh, 
Jezza, what is there more of in the world, doors or wheels? Oh, I heard this on Triple J the other day, I reckon. <laughs> or, or was it on Triple J or Triple M? Um, Luke, after I heard that discussion, I'm going to have to go wheels. Ooh. Oh, Rogue! No! Oh, Rogue! Yeah, when, you, when you're throwing matchy cars and all these types of things as well, um, <laughs> Ferris wheels. Oh. Um, look, there's... I think I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really really. I think it was. Uh, there is something on Google, isn't there? Yeah, that I think says so. more doors than wheels. The, the problem, oh. the problem also with the Ferris wheel as well, Jezza. There's a door in every single one of the cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me there. The well, the wheel is invented first. Let's be honest. That oh, is, that's that's that a technicality. Yeah, I like the technicality. Good. Yeah. All right. Most controversial question. Go on, Ant. All right. It's what is your favourite flavoured shape? Oh, I. You know what? I'm probably one left fielder. I reckon I like the cheddar. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We, no we one else in my family does either, which is even better. I don't think anyone else <laughs> in the world does. I'm <laughs> I do love the cheese, the cheese ones. Bloody but cheddar. Other than that, it's barbecue all the way. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I'm not going. I'm not going to find an ally. Ed. What do you? Have? What do you I'm got? Chicken, I'm chicken crimpy. No, nah, my family, my family would say chicken crimpies without a doubt. Get them they on. Get them, them on. <laughs> I don't like them at all. Unfortunately. Oh. I thought, I thought we were on with the chicken chips. I was like, we are good here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, on uh, uh, barbecue or, or the, the cheese ones, the cheddar. Yeah, yeah barbecue. Bump. Barbecue all the way. Yeah. She whiz. All right, let's go into our segments, Hutto. This is uh, the time of the week where we talk a little bit about a Port Adelaide ascendancy. And we start with the pair of the week. And mm. I'm going to go with Jezza first because I'm sick of you taking the number one obvious player. <laughs> Jezza... Who was your Port Adelaide player of the week last week? Oh, shit. Um, Tommy, I think. He was... Uh, he was. If we didn't have him down there repelling a lot of ball, I reckon the scoreline may have been a lot different. So, I think he, he's been outstanding all year, really. Um, and it, he doesn't always have to plant at all, which... Um, but, yeah, no, Tommy Jonas for sure. All right, I'll go to Hutto. Who's your mm-hmm. player of the week? I'm going to go a loophole. Oh. So I'm actually going to say Kane Farrell because he returned in the SANFL this week after nine yeah, months off from a knee Rico. And I think he deserves that. He played quite well in his return. So Kane Mate, Farrell. We are, we are crying out for his leg at the moment. I know. Oh, I completely so. agree. Yeah. Oh. If we keep kicking it to the opposition more times than we kick it to ourselves, then we're... Not going to get any better. Going to get a bit of trouble. Yeah, now, that's not football. Now it's Ant's turn. And well, well, even Jez kicked five in the in the two. So yes, he was my other one. We need we need key forwards at the moment. Let's be honest. Need left footers <laughs> by the sounds of it. Yeah. And now Ant does this every, and it's always <laughs> the same one. And for some reason, I have a feeling it's going to be him again. Both. It's Trav. Yeah, it's, it's Trav. Trav. <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree with you, mate. He's a he's an absolute star. 
Yeah, I no love him so much. No one. No. He's the, so uh, underrated still. Just his disposal, just his finishing is the Everything. only thing that he can clean up. Yep. Otherwise, he Gets touches it. the ball so much. Yeah, and he's so yeah he good. does. And that's purely because of his work rate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was one play like late in the last quarter where I think Motlock kicked his last goal and Bogey started with it at basically centre-half back. He went all the way to half forward on the other side of the ground and got another touch to set up uh, the yeah. inside 50 that got the goal. So no one else is doing that. And that's why Trav is just going to be my player I of think the week. I get caught watching his work rate too. Um, and when you do, you'd be bloody astounded going to the game and actually watching from point A to point B to point C to point D. I always remember when I was... Um, I grew up in a town and, and Matt Rosa, who played at West Coast um, and played with Cuzzy and Cousins, when Matt Rosa started getting tagged, he said, every player will go up the ground with you. Some players will come back and no one will come back with you again. And that's yeah. the way he used to outwork his players. And, and Boki's the same. His gut running is unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. See, very, I'm not the only one. Mm, absolutely. I yeah, so Tra- Trav's been Ant's player of the week for every week so far, and I'm anticipating that next week it will be Travis Boak again. Well, you, you can't argue with him. Let's no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the worst bit. You can't argue with him. Nah. Yep. So, um, yeah, see? I'm, I'm always right. Hello, always right. Let's yeah. go into the next, the next segment, which is uh, our obscure Port Adelaide player. And this week, I'm going to kick it off. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to match with Hutto again like we did last week. I'm going to be spewing if you actually do this. If I do, if I do this, I'll walk if off. We match again, <laughs> I think we're stopping after four. Um, play 50 games for Port. Okay, we're good. Kick 45 <laughs> goals over the 1997 to 2001 period. I'm talking about Bowen Lockwood. Yes, he was a uh, a nice key forward. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, we had a stack of those in the early 2000s, so I didn't get much of an opportunity. But uh, injury didn't yeah. help him either. Inj- injury killed no. him. He's back. Yeah, he's Poor back. Pat. He had a bad back, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that. That was yeah. That was in the not, not an obvious choice actually. So I'm quite proud of that one. But what's yours, Hollow? Oh, I'm a bit sad about Bowen Lockwood because he would have been a mm. 200 game key forward. Yep. I reckon, if not more. Yep. He's now, still no good with his back. I think he's had his back fused, to be honest. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's rough. But I think he still struggles with it. God, that's rough. Yeah. Poor bloke. I'm going at the other end of the spectrum in terms of games, Sally. He played one game for Port Adelaide in, what year was it? 2010. He had 16 disposals in said game, 11 hitouts, which not a bad game when you think about it. Um. After playing for Collingwood and Carlton and getting the absolute shit kicked out of him by Satantaro Halpern, it is, is of course, Cameron Cloak. Cloakey! Ah, <laughs> Cloakey, Cameron Cloak, one game. I just Where read are... an article about him on Twitter, actually, that um, oh, he's really? injured. He's, he's still playing. He plays for Templestowe. Oh, shit. There we, there maybe we go. Get him on, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's um, yeah, he's, uh, oh, gee, he'd be nearly 40 now. I reckon he's the same age as me, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. He'd be close to it. Yeah, Jeez, now I've got to come up with someone. 37 is. Yeah. 
Go on, Jezza. What have you got in your mind? You know who I've got in my mind? Go on. I don't know. Um, what about the bald-headed bloke from Tumby Bay who spent a, worked his ass off to play in some A-grade games? Um, he's a really good friend of mine, and I haven't seen him for a while. So I'm going to go with Julian Waite. Nice. Oh, Waiting. Bummer, bummer Waite. That's Unfortunately, me. same thing. Injury probably didn't help him throughout his career, but bloody hell, when he was up and going, he was um, he was a tough man and a really good footballer. That is obscure. That is very obscure. Well done. That is very obscure. That you've yeah. matched the criteria. But and, and, and he he makes an effort to get over here for past player shows and stuff as well. So um, oh, that's what he's a good man. Up. Definitely makes up for it off the field. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> he hasn't changed uh, either. He's still the same now. Yeah? Yeah. That's uh, so funny. Loves a beer. I love that. I, I still get calls at three in the morning playing Rage and singing at the top of his lungs. So <laughs> nothing's changed in that area. It's been rage. I on for a while. Oh, my God. The Rage yeah. channel. You know what the best yeah. thing is, Ant? Jezza has squeezed him in just. He played a hundred games. Yeah. Bang oh, on. he's bang he on. Kicked. He was crook as a dog too. Crook as a dog, and um, kicked the kicked the goal in the last quarter against Westies in his hundredth game. He could hardly get out of bed. Literally rolled out of bed to play and Jesus. kicked the goal in his last game. So yeah. I remember that fondly. Actually, it was good. Ah, that's wicked. Love that. Nice yeah. pick. Nice pick. From um, from one obscure to another, but this one's our love child in a segment we like to call Better Cool Stout. It's our favourite, Stephen Salabek. And Salabek finishes it. Hello. You're kicking us off. Oh, we've gone through a lot, haven't we? We've gone through a bit. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to 2006. Okay. Bit of, bit of a rough year. Oh, bit of shit. Yeah. Um, we're playing Hawthorne, and at that point, they were our bitch. Um, we used to smack him around for a bit of fun. Um, 96 point win at Footy Park. I we're remember that day. We're up by 78 points at half time. We were literally taking the PI 55. So, <laughs> Stevie Sauer, 25 touches, two goals. That game, my one of my favourite Stephen Salapet moments. It was very good very that nice. year. Very mm, nice. Yeah, he had a very good year that year. Jezza, did you have a favourite Stephen Salford one? Mate, off the top of my head, um, no. <laughs> I don't remember anything specific for Sal other than, um, well, he's a really high draft pick too, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, look, Nothing in terms of uh, monumental moments because I don't, I don't have. I'm the worst. Don't get me wrong. I'm the worst <laughs> with footy flashbacks. I am. I do not remember certain times and certain games ever. Unlike you boys who've got photographic memories. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I, Just as Stephen told what I did on the football field in the last game I played. I'm, I just don't know. So that's fair. That's not 
um, a sledge on Cell because he's a fantastic bloke. But I don't remember any specific moments, unfortunately. Did you play against him too often? Like in the uh, he played. I played against him when he was at the Bay, I reckon. Um, yeah. Just when he played his few games back there, but no, I know him well because um, he's good mates with Steve Gillum, and Gilly went out with with one of my girlfriends as well. So um, I knew him reasonably well. He's killing it back in Melbourne now. Is he real estate or something? Yeah, real estate. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Sorry, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We um, we just like to know he's a good bloke. That's all we really care he's about. He's definitely a good bloke. Yeah, we want him on. That is our aim. By the end of the year, we will have Sal on. We'll talk about his you favorite show. I I did say liked on Twitter. Joe Davenport, get him on. He's next yeah. week's guest. Oh, he's <laughs> next week. <laughs> he's a man of the people. We would love to get on there. We're going to talk oh. to the Eagle Killer next week. So that's it. I'm- I Very do remember tough. that that game. That's uh, that's one thing I do remember. <laughs> he just he just rocked up against Eagles every time. It was yeah. unbelievable. No, well, that's good. Um, make sure you say how I'm doing for me. We'll do. Oh, we'll absolutely will do. Done deal. Um, I don't. I don't really have a specific moment. I just got a fun fact oh, for you fun about Stephen. Fun fact. Did you know, boys, that uh, the Salapek name is of Croatian heritage? Oh, there you go. Yeah, and its trans- translation is to bake. <laughs> yeah. Shake so, and bake. <laughs> shake and bake. <laughs> shake and bake. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's just a little fun fact for you all to take home. There you go. Nice. That, that's good, Ant. Well done. Thanks. Appreciate it. I like doing my research, so, uh, yeah. Well, I could have done some research too. But, um... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Little authentic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, Hado, you got any last words, mate? Not at all. We loved you as a player, Jezza. You're my favorite Magpies player growing up, so loved having you on here today. So, thank you so much, uh, boys. I, I appreciate you asking me to come on. It's um, it's a pleasure, and, and thanks for the support. And doing great things and when I'm driving machine around tonight I'll go back through the catalogue and have a listen yes God. we love what that what a man so I it's on Apple um, Podcasts now is that right Apple Podcasts yes, yes. Yep. Oh, that's I'm, very I'm a good. big podcast fan on driving a, a machine around at 3 o'clock in the morning so you boys will keep me awake beauty oh. sounds good mate and we <laughs> will we will take you up on the bullshit offer that's what we're doing yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, after Maybe a lot Next home game that I don't have the kids, where uh, I'll flick you a message and we'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> Done. Done deal. It is booked Perfect. in. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna be. That's a bucket list item. Riding a bull with Jeremy Clayton. Well, I'm happy. Happy to have a crack. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Jazza. It's much appreciated, and uh, thank you everyone to listening to this week's episode of Pairs on a Pod. All for the support. As Jessa mentioned as well, we're on Apple Podcasts and you can also catch us on Spotify and follow on Twitter because Hutto absolutely dominates Twitter.